up, though? It's your boy Ayo for the culture. February 23rd, 8 17 on a Monday, 2020. Going to do a look back on the Wilder versus Fury 2 fight. First, I want to tell you guys please like and subscribe. Give me the five stars. I'm working hard on this stuff. Give me some good comments. Give me some good feedback. We appreciate it. Um, let's tap in right, real uh, briefly on the great fight we had this weekend. I watched with my um, with one of my partners um, and my guy's sister. We had a um, great night. It was fun. It was a good fight. Uh, I know for the coach, we didn't get the results we wanted to, but first off, Congratulations to Tyson Fury. He fought a beautiful fight. Excellent game plan. That was uh, put together by Javan Sugar Hill. Sugar Hill. He is the nephew of famed Detroit trainer Emmanuel Stewart, a former Detroit police officer. He helped to revive the Kronk Gym amateur program in the late 1990s. Uh, shout out to Fury. Um, he was repping Detroit in a roundabout way. If you guys saw him on um, uh, the show with Marcellus Wiley, uh, he was repping Detroit. So, you know, what up, though? We'll take that. You know, our brother Wilder, you know, it's okay. He was a true champion. But let's just get into observations. Um. Teddy Atlas says, punching power is the great eraser of all sins. Deontay Wilder, I mean, let's keep it a buck, was a novice boxer. What made Deontay so brilliant or what makes him brilliant was the fact that despite all his lack of boxing acumen, he had genius to get the knockout. He has unbelievable power in his right hand. Unbelievable power. And then depending on a fighter, skill level, or just genetic makeup, Wilder didn't need that. He just needed to land that right hand. And it was effective. And you can't knock it. You know, knockouts are part of the fight game. Some fighters can outbox you. Like an Amir Khan, but Amir Khan has pillows in his hands. I'm sure if he hit me, he'd probably knock me into the middle of next week. But when it comes to these guys who are trained um, boxers, you know, it's, it's, he doesn't have punching power. And then you got just the opposite happens here. And it's rare we see it. Well, we see it often, but guys have a lot more tools in their belt than Deontay does. Deontay has knockout power. Um, what I liked from Deontay was the fact that his jab was very, very effective. It was actually a very good jab, the double jab to the body. He was doing that as I go further in this uh, pod. If he had stuck to that game plan, and he would have been fine. But, I, you know, when you haven't been in those wars, and he's been in some wars, 
But when you're in there with an animal, a guy that can box, and a guy that put on some pounds, and now he's had two full years back in the boxing, not um, fresh off, you know, rehab like Tyson Fury was, that's that's something you got to dig deep in your soul. But if you don't have the the record tools in your tool belt, it's very hard to, you know, fight that battle. You know, you got a guy in Tyson Fury, he's got an arsenal. He's got the Glock. He's got the four or five. He's got the revolver. He's got the AK-47. He's got the machine gun. And Deontay's got a revolver, you know, with six shots. And when he do those shots, he misses on those shots. He doesn't have anything else. And Tyson Fury was just going to his bag. Like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. Um, so for Fury, um, Sean Porter, Showtime Sean Porter said his dad will often tell him when he's in the fight that we're in a rush, but we're not in a hurry. And what he did, Tyson Fury, that is, he took his time. From the onset, when that bell came out in round one, he put his foot in the middle of the ring and was right there. I can see Deontay Wilder. He looked like, oh, oh, shit. Oh, shit. What what the, f you know, he was like, okay, this is what it is. Deontay looked composed, but you can see, you know, it's one thing to say what you're going to do and talk it. It's another thing when you say a guy is about that life. And he saw that from the moment. My observation from Wilder was his double jab in that first round. He was jabbing to the body. It was beautiful. He was using that jab to set up the right hand. Uh, in that first round, Fury took his best punch. I don't know if it was the best punch of the fight. There was another, I believe it was round three. Um, Fury, he took a couple of, of Wilder's right hands. But in that first round, he took a, after the jab to the body, Fury took a tough round, a tough uh, right hand from him. And he looked at him and ate it. And right there, Wilder knew the fight was on. He was like, oh, oh, shoot, you, you took that. And Wilder looked, I mean, Fury looked at him like, yeah, what else you got? Because I brought the bag today. But I gave that first round to Wilder. Um, he looked great, you know, and that's, he, he, if he looks back on that first round, if he decides to fight him again, um, this is what he should look at as the blueprint. The jabs were backing Fury up a little bit, even though Fury was coming forward. But the equalizer to that jab was the Fury's feints. Fury was feigning. You know, it, it, it's goofy and it's awkward, it's unorthodox. But um, trust me, you in there, the guy's boxing you. He's that. He's got some hands. And he, he's doing that. It, it, it will throw you off because it forced Wilder to reset the right hand. He couldn't get it off. And, and Fury was throwing a good jab, too, to the body and to his face. A very stiff jab. Um, so, um, leading up to this fight, Tyson Fury, he had been off over, well, the first fight. He had been off for over two and a half years. He had battled anxiety, depression, bipolar syndrome. He... Um, it was alleged he was, you know, he had a drinking and cocaine problem and he was in a dark place and he had to lose something over a hundred pounds to fight Deontay Wilder. 
when I was listening to the boxing voice and shout out to them, y'all, anybody's a boxing fan, definitely go over there. They got a very good show. The boxing voice. They were talking about this fight a couple of years ago and Fury, we didn't even believe he was going to make the weight and he got in good shape and he took this fight and Wilder was the boogeyman. No one wanted to fight him. Not even Anthony Joshua. Anthony Joshua, my Nigerian brother, came up with every way not to take the fight. And, you know, Wilder had some faults in that, too. It takes two to tango. But Joshua didn't want no smoke. And Tyson Fury, he took that fight with two years off. Over. And some people believe he won the first fight. I believe the first fight was a draw. I rewatched that fight yesterday. Wilder did some things better than I thought he did. Um, so it was a tough fight for me to um, judge. I was okay with the um, draw. I can see you making a decision for either guy. But that's how we got here for the second fight. Now, in my prediction, the video I did, I said that Wilder will win in a TKO or knockout by the eighth round. But up till that point, he would not win a round. My prediction was sort of right. He didn't. He won one round, and I'm giving him a gift, giving him the first round. He, you can. There's a case for Fury won that round, and he got KO'd, TKO'd in the seventh. And the pudding was right there. The, the devil in the details was right there for us. And we were so blinded with our uh, love for our brother Wilder that we overlooked these things and we weren't critical of it because of his power. And it wasn't naive solely, but it was a little bit negligent that if Wilder couldn't knock out Fury, what else does he have? Because it won't be boxing. And the only way he gets a decision is if he drops him a couple of times. So on the PBC network, they did a hypothetical scenario. And a lot of people on Instagram were outraged because they didn't understand the question. And the question was, which is more likely to happen? Deontay Wilder by decision or Tyson Fury by knockout. And of course, people in the comments section, of course, Wilder's going to knock him out. Sean Porter eloquently and brilliantly stated that he can't see Wilder winning a decision. That Tyson Fury, although highly unlikely, is more of a likelihood than Wilder winning a decision. Now, this is a boxing mind. This is a boxing, uh, you know, savant in there that's giving you this, analyzing these things. And I talked to my partner at work about it. And, you know, of course, he did the same thing. Oh, wow, they're going to knock him out. I said, I know he is going to knock him out. But what happens if he doesn't? And it was right there in front of us. Because Wilder has been outboxed before. So with that said, Sean Porter put that 
out there and I, you know, and I still took Wilder because of that punching power. And of course, we had evidence from that first fight. But if we really looked at the first fight, Fury definitely won six rounds, at least two and a half years off. You know, basically what he said, he had about eight weeks for training camp to get ready for that fight. Now he said he had six training camps, three fights, no, two fights, Wilder, uh, a previous opponent, and then he took the fight. So Fury was smart in this aspect that he didn't take the Wilder fight right away. He took a tune-up. It was a rough fight. He didn't look his best. But it perhaps, looking back, was exactly what he needed in a rough tune-up fight. And now six training camps, a little bit more weight, and then Sugar Hill in your corner, the Kronk Gym of Detroit, giving you that blueprint on how to beat a fighter like Wilder. And it was a brilliant game plan. I mean, by the third round, you can definitely see. Let me get a sip of my tea. Hold on one second. By the third round, you can definitely see Wilder was tired from the pressure. He got an unintentional uh, fist to the back of the head that put him down in the third round. Um, that that back of the head area, is, is that's a tough place to get hit at. And it can knock your equilibrium off. And in the fourth round, Fury's jab was beautiful. He was jabbing to the body. He was jabbing to the face. He was, you know, he was picking him apart up top, down low, double jab, stiff jab, snapping his head back. And Wilder got away from his jab. You know, the, the jab is a range finder. But as he was getting pressured and Fury kept coming forward, you could see by that third round, even in the late second, Wilder was tired. And was he, I don't think he was out of shape. It's just that amount of pressure that's putting on your, your psyche and your brain having to download all this information and not really having enough tools in your tool belt and your arsenal to go to something else. He, he, his, he didn't have anything else. It was, he was on an island being attacked. He didn't have anything, and he, he was in a panic mode, and that will cause you distress. Um, the fourth round, Furry went um, to the body. Uh, you know, like I said before, Wilder had equilibrium issues. Furry was, uh, Tyson Fury was leaning on him. Uh, and it's a technique that, I, you know, a lot of guys do when they're fighting a guy that can punch a brawler is they, they try to, uh, they'll, you know, hit, you know, they'll come in and try to lean with a jab or a jab to the body or they'll, they'll, they'll overhand right or, you know, a left hook and then they'll grab a guy so he can't get his shot off and put their weight on them, especially if they're the bigger fighter. And this is a technique to wear them down. Floyd did this against Pacquiao. And I would say Tyson did this a lot better than even Floyd did. And, you know, you just 
make it a rough fight. You know, you know, you bring the fight to the bully. You want to be the bully, you got to be a bully. And he kept doing that. And, you know, some people were like, why is he doing that? That's um, not right. That's not fair. And if the referees, the referee allows it, which most referees will, as long as you're not overly doing it, you know, it's part of the gamesmanship of boxing. And um, in that fifth round, that jab caused some problems, the body shots. At some point, according to CompuBox, in that fifth round, Tyson Fury landed 44% of his power shots at some point in that round. You can't keep getting those hits. And what I saw from my eyes and my observation and me and my um, big bro, we was watching that. We was in that fifth round, like they might need to stop this because much respect to Deontay, he was clueless. He was getting beat up. His eardrum or his ears was bleeding really bad. His jaw was swollen. You know, he was taking some punishment. Even in that second round, when I, it didn't appear that was a lot of damage being done. It was early in the fight when he went to the stool. He spit out a lot of blood in that corner. We were like, wow. Um, and it, his corner needs to be fired. Uh, no disrespect to them. I'm sure they're good. But I didn't see anything. They didn't give him any pointers. He was just on an island. He didn't have any help. He was out there literally by himself with the whole world watching, the pressure, your girl in the crowd, your kids watching, your family, your friends. Yeah, all that on his shoulders. So did Fury. But your corner can't give you anything. It was just quietness. It wasn't no, hey, stick to the jab, the double jab to the body. Keep jabbing him. Keep jabbing him. Take your time. Take your time. You know, the, the, the punch is going to come. Move a little bit. Move a little bit. Do some lateral movement. Keep jabbing. Keep jabbing. Nothing. Gave him nothing. Didn't give him something where he can instinctively do something on the fly and perhaps get the knockout. Fury came to fight, though. He came to fight. And uh, I'm looking over my notes here so I don't get too scatterbrained. Um, the sixth round... Uh, the taste of blood, him sticking out his tongue, Tyson Fury, whatever. I mean, I've seen, you know, all types of people do weird stuff in the ring. That's par for the course. Um, Wilder was simply just outclassed. They should have stopped the fight in the sixth round. Um, they should have, they definitely should have thought about it in the fifth. Sixth round, they should have really considered it. I'm sure they did, according to some reports. Uh, in the seventh round, Wilder had no plan B. He was backed into the corner. It was a great stoppage. Lived to fight another day. Did his corner stop the fight too soon? No. And to those people that said, let him die on his shield, you don't care about him. You don't care about his family. You don't care about his kids. You don't care about his long-term health. This is not the 60s. This, these fighters are making millions of dollars now. They're not making hundreds of thousands of dollars or a few million. They're making millions of dollars. Let him enjoy the fruits of his labor with a sound mind.
You don't play boxing. You can play basketball hurt. You can you can sort of get away with it in football, even though that's dangerous. In hockey and soccer, but you don't play boxing. You can't accumulate that type of punishment he was taking and say, you got to give him a puncher's chance. That's being selfish. Yeah, anything can happen in the fight. Wilder's dangerous until he's on his back. But we have to be concerned about his health, for his kids. You know, the saying goes, he who has himself as a lawyer has himself as a fool. Deontay would have never stopped the fight. You know, it's not wise. You need a wise corner to care about you. They know exactly who you are as a person in training camp. They get to understand who you are, what you're made of. And when you're not showing that moxie or that that uh, aptitude that you have as a fighter, then they got to stop it. And uh, it was a good stop. Um, a lot of people say, you know, Floyd Mayweather was scared of Pacquiao. And Pacquiao didn't want to take the test. And, you know, it was an interview out there that people said uh, Floyd was scared. And he was like, yeah, I'm scared. The guy don't want to take a test. You want to beat me, you have to beat me on the same playing field. Y'all don't care about me. You just want me to go in there and get hurt. Some guy cheating. And I always felt him on that. And uh, you protect yourself at all times. It's in and out of the ring. Sometimes it's even in negotiation. And within the fight, they got to protect their fighter. And it was a good stoppage. Um, 19 rounds they have fought so far between the two fights. Hope my math is right. And on conservative efforts, 13 of 19 rounds, two knockdowns each, Wilder may have won six rounds, which two of them he got knockdowns. So I'm giving him four rounds, really outboxing him out of 19 rounds. Now, the knockdowns mean something, but Fury knocked him down twice in this fight, so that offsets each other. Um, Wilder, and we just got to keep it 100%. We knew this day was coming. We knew it was going to be a day when his power in that right hand would get nullified. And what did he have next? If you didn't think that, you were drinking too much of the water Kool-Aid. I mean, he is a great guy. We love him. He represents for our culture very well. But he got in there with a boxer that had all the tools. I mean, they got this guy talking about him like the white Ali right now. I mean, you can't even dispute that. The boy went out there and did his thing. Tyson Fury was in his bag. He was definitely, I mean, he boxed a beautiful fight. And Wilder just simply does not have the tools to deal with that type of problem if he can't get the knockout. If Joshua had that dog in him, which he doesn't, I don't believe he does. I want, full disclosure, I once picked Joshua to beat Wilder because of the Klitschko fight. He got knocked down, he got back up and stopped him. I said, that's dog. But he don't have that dog. 
He could have beat Wilder, but he was fearful. He was scared of that right hand. And he better take the Wilder fight before he takes the Fury fight. I tell you that. Or it's going to be a problem. Um, but styles make fights, so you don't know. Um, should Wilder take this rematch? The money is the reason you take it. It's a lot of money in it. Stylistically, I don't want him back in there. Not right away, at least. Go take the Joshua fight if it's there. Um, there's a couple other fights he could take. Get it, go get a tune-up. Rebuild yourself. Get your confidence back up. Um, can he beat Tyson Fury? Hell yes, he can beat Tyson Fury Wilder. But Tyson Fury is going to be an overwhelming favorite in this fight. And it's going to take Deontay Wilder going back to the game plan, adding some other wrinkles to his game. He's going to need at least a year and it's still not going to be enough time. You got to ask yourself also at 34 years of age, you're a young man in the real world, but in sports, you're an old guy. And uh, in boxing, you can get old overnight. You can look like the best thing since cooked ham fight before and the next fight, you just get old. And I don't know if that's the case. We will have to see. And then also, once there is a blueprint to beat a fighter, these trainers, they, they come with the blueprint. So with that being said, we're going to sign out for the culture and uh, just say it was a hell of a fight. I enjoyed it. I got this one wrong. I got to eat my crow. Uh, Deontay Wilder is a true champion. He'll bounce back, I'm sure. Um, he needs to spend some time with his family, take some vacation, take his kids to Disneyland or Disney World or whatever. Take the girl out to Cancun or go you know, to island somewhere. Relax. Leave your cell phone. Get away from it all. Assess who's really in your corner. Reassess your trainers. Probably needs to go to Crunk or someone similar like that to, you know, really push him to be the best Deontay Wilder he can be. Much respect to Tyson Fury for being a good, a great champion and a modest, humble person. And, you know, they got, you saw the embrace with Tyson and Wilder. They embraced each other well. Uh, that's respect. I like both of these guys. Um, signing out for the culture. I'll holler at y'all one.